Terb Alpert, the team of Brass, and Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio, my guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making his monthly appearance. This is his monthly appearance in the program. Contributor to CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball, Impatient Zero of the virus known as self-contempt. It's Dane Perry. Dane Perry is the guest. And as is the case with every one of his appearances on Fangraphs Audio, this one is accompanied by, preceded by, a disclaimer as follows. If you've come to this edition of Fangraphs Audio, Looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in the electronic pages of Fangraphs. Do not continue. Please do not continue. Consider instead listening to Dave Cameron's weekly Monday appearances in the program or alternatively new lead prospect analyst Eric Longenhagen's bi-weekly appearances on Fangraphs Audio. No, instead what you will find here is the fetid insides of a human monster making their way outside. The insides becoming the outside. Fetid monster, Dane Perry. If I understand the contract correctly, I believe I am in fact not obligated to provide a sponsor's message today. Or if I were, it would be for SeatGeek.com. I would list a number of its virtues, and then I would tell you that if you'd like a $20 rebate on your first purchase of SeatGeek, you could download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code FANGRAPHS, F-A-N-G-R-A-P-H-S, and that you would get sent $20 by SeatGeek after your first purchase. And you would do all that by downloading the free SeatGeek app and entering the promo code FANGRAPHS today or at your nearest possible convenience. But that's only if it were necessary to supply a sponsor's message, which it's very possible it wasn't. All in vain. Just like the remainder of this conversation you'll be hearing. What is it? It is FANGRAPHS Audio. Who does it feature? Doctor of Misery, Dane Perry. When does it begin? Right now. Ten thirty six. Wasn't uh, what's yeah? Let's hear this. Let's hear what you were doing. I was. I told. I said you. I said it to you in an email, Dane. I was. I was hand grinding my artisanal beans. Mhm. Mhm. And then uh, Skype had to update, <clears throat> so it was a twofer. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's. Let, come on. Let's go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have time for this, man. <laughs> What are you? What's on the agenda today? Go to the grocery store. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question. You. <laughs> um, you remind me of the grocery store. Do you in uh, Chicago? Do you have pay as you throw bags? Do you know pay what I mean by I, that? Pay as I throw. Pay as you throw. P a y t. It's it's frequently called. No, I, I mean we don't have that name for it. What do you describe? You it? buy special city branded trash bags, and those are the only ones you can use for throwing away your garbage. No. Hmm. Okay. We do I'm not. Curious. I was not sure to how popular this was. <clears throat> we used to have Chicago used to have something like that for recycling, where you put it in a blue bag. Right, uh, right, but that's the closest thing to that. That uh, no. I believe that the theory behind pay as you throw mm-hmm. is that essentially people have to pay for disposing of their waste. Sure, but but, sure. but recycling is free, so, so the like idea is a toll road for garbage. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Which is also uh, which is also what the New Jersey Turnpike is called. 
Oh. Uh, stop that. Don't do that. <laughs> Such a story. Yeah, Dean. Are, are, have you uh, signed all your documents? Yeah, we closed. We, uh, we've we moved in. We moved in like a little bit over a week ago. We moved all of our items. I had to install the uh, – now I can't even remember. But it's probably better that I can't. I had to install some sort of stoppers into the back of my washing machine. Okay. To make it easier for travel, so that the sure inside area would not move around. Sure. I've I have uh, removed wallpaper, and then I have used wall joint compound. Okay. All right. To cover up the holes. Did you uh, hold on? Hold on. Yep. Did you do any spackling? No. So I, I actually don't know necessarily what the purposes, what the difference is in overall between wall joint compound and spackle, but I do know that. The representative of the local Rockies Ace Hardware. Rockies. Was pretty adamant that wall joint compound is what I wanted. I used to live next to a crafty beaver. <laughs> well, we all have a name for it, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> and is that a, the name of the hardware store? That is a home improvement uh, hardware type store uh, in, I believe, the upper Midwest. Okay. Oh, crafty beaver. I I had never willingly entered a hardware store as of like a a month and a half ago. Sure. And I have since willingly and unwillingly entered them in the meantime. You know, uh, it's not, they're not bad. You can, you can, you know, kill a half hour in those places. You can, yeah, just observing, um, yeah. just observing what they have, taking stock. Eventually, you might reach the point where you go in there, not looking for something to fulfill a certain task, mm-hmm. but looking for something and then thinking of a task that you could use that for. That might happen. Yeah. So um, here's the thing, Dean, is if you are removing wallpaper uh-huh. and you happen to tear some of the drywall paper. So you wallpaper, you bought a house from miserable pours? <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. The wallpaper's not bad, okay. although – I. I have to think – I mean, by definition, given the property values where I live, we're all poors of some sort. I love the poors. I'm just kidding. The misery <laughs> – I love the poors. <laughs> You've actually – that is the uh, – I mean, uh, that is the Donald Trump school of elocution is when you when you add the definite article to any demographic. Adding the dem, yeah, I mean the definite article is what. Uh, His presidency is going to be amazing. <laughs> the cannot wait. The <clears throat> so, but here's the thing though, Dane. Before you apply the wall joint compound, uh-huh. what, well, of course you want to sand. I think that goes without sure, saying. Sure, sure, sure. You sand it flat. And what you do want to do then is add some sort of oil-based primer or sealant, mm-hmm. uh, because if you just apply. The wall joint compound directly to the the sort of brown fuzzy paper. Sure. You will get bubbling because it, re- it reacts with water. Yeah. 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 So I made sure to get some Kills. Okay. Kills brand oil primer. Okay. Locally I, produced. What's this? Locally produced. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, we had to be at Home Depot anyway, so that's where I bought it. But it, Kills was the mm-hmm. was the um, brand that had been recommended to me. Before that, so uh, enough about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how uh, 
How are you enjoying the new home? I like it all right. I mean, there's still quite a bit. There's still quite a bit to do. Have you done anything about those trash appliances yet? No, the appliances are nice. No, they're not. What are you talking about? They look like crap. No, they look really good. No, they look stupid. They're still nice stainless steel. No, they're not. We did buy an industrial style uh, shelving unit, which I assembled. Okay. That's uh, you, right? How is your dog like the uh, new problem? Loves it. Got a bay window over here. Okay. And yeah. uh, she she has there's a little blanket in there on which she can lay. Keep an eye on. Yeah. Now I just like to inform you, Dane, that yeah. while there is a blanket over there at the moment, yeah, uh, we have already done some research by way of internet site Pinterest. Okay. On how we might go ahead and make a homemade cushion. I see. Not as hard as you might think it is. Sure. There's a lot in the works. Less of it. It takes a while just to slog through it, though. And meanwhile, you have to participate in your own life at the same time. You could also you could just put a bunch of old pants in a city garbage bag. Well, see, we have pay as you throw, and so that would be an unnecessary expense. You what? Pay as you throw, Dane. Yes, pay as you throw. Right. Have you ever referred to a pillow as a throw? I have not. I have heard people do that. Yeah, I, I find that off-putting. There are words people use, like gable. I've never used gable before. I've never talked about a gable. I don't know what a gable looks like, but I've heard you, people use gabled. Um, Windows and whatnot. Cravat. I have a vague notion of what a cravat is. It's sort of like a like a French tie. Does that sound right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Like a... Uh, a, like a tie with a flourish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I think I know what that is. Yeah. I have a – I sort of know what a pergola is, but I think I call too many things pergola. Yeah, I don't – I don't uh, – pergolas weird me out mm-hmm. <laughs> because they uh, – people tell you they provide shade, but they don't look like they should be able to. Just because of the wide spaces in between the slats and all that. No, are you supposed to get some sort of vine covering for a pergola? I I think you're thinking of... Yeah, a trellis maybe. Yeah, something like that, yeah. But does a trellis go over your head? I thought trellis was just a vertically I, oriented I, board. I suppose it can. Hmm. All right, well, this is boring. What about tomato cages? Do you know anything about tomato cages? Uh, I've I've used some before. Are you gonna start gardening, Sistuli? Yeah, well, I got all these seedlings that I've grown. Okay. I mean, I grew them from wow. seeds. Going from seed. What do you mm-hmm. got? Badly, badly. They're um, they are my Brussels sprouts are leggy. Brussels sprouts. Wow. Yeah, my Brussels sprouts are leggy and and small, and then I have absolutely ruined the very bright futures of some tomato seedlings. Just by not transferring them at all. Have you ever caught yourself walking by uh, some of your Brussels sprout gams Mm -hmm. saying hubba hubba? (laughs) No, no, no. They just make me feel sad because I know – I assume this is is even magnified when you have a child. But like when you – that time – we can relive it here (laughs) when when your child was – when your child was playing with a spider – Yes, right. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. What did I, I forget what he said? He asked the spider if the spider wanted to play tag. <laughs> why did he? Why did he ask a spider that, Dane? I guess because he's an only child. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Look what you did to that kid. Yeah. So you observed that and you said, "Oh man, yeah. oh man." And uh, so, 
Better just my wife pregnant. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I mean. It's not to the same, uh, not to the same depth of horror, but when, mm-hmm. when I see the, these ter- these seedlings that have grown, grown up poorly, right. I say you are really sorry. You're the first. You're you know you're the first uh, experiment that I've conducted in this field. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. you look like a mutant. You're a mutant. First, uh, first grunts off the uh, off the transports at Omaha Beach. Yeah, and meanwhile we live next to. Uh, um, a couple, the woman of whom has, not just in her own yard does she have a beautiful garden, but she actually has a plot of land up the road that is, it looks like, um, it looks like the Shire. Oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> it's really lovely. And, yeah. uh, uh, my wife happened to be, my wife Callie happened to be running, uh, by there today and stopped to talk to, to our neighbor. And mm-hmm. our neighbor was talking about how the flowers on the south facing mm-hmm. hill are growing so fast because uh, it's just so competent. A lot of sunlight on the south side. There is, yeah, uh, yeah. That's what we have. A we have nice. We have a lot of southern exposure yeah. uh, with our house. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I would. Uh, I would like to live in the shower. In the shower. Shy. Well. Oh. No. I would not like to live in the shower. That sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds awful. You would live in the shire. I would. Yeah. The buildings are roughly. The correct height for you as well, if I'm remembering correctly. Like uh, What's that? What? Huh? What did you say? I just saying that. Um, well, you wouldn't have to. I don't think you'd have to modify the ceilings or anything. Mm. God. Given your height relative to the height of those fictional characters. Yeah. But they're real. They become real in our minds. You want me to show you the benefits of a low center of gravity next time we get together? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. What's high? Hey, Dave, what's higher? Uh, is it is it your your center of gravity or your self esteem? Seem- you on the ground, <laughs> single leg or double leg? You tell me. <laughs> Have I ever? Uh, I know one anecdote, um, possibly false. Okay. Regarding. <laughs> yes. Norman Mailer. Oh boy. And someone Norman Mailer hated. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, anyway, I'll get back to it. Well, no, let's hear it. You've already, you've already gotten in. That's in no, I got to think of the other name. The other guy was a bit of a dandy, I think. Hardly matters. Um, Gore Vidal. Yeah, it was Gore Vidal. Thank you. Yeah. So Gore Vidal uh, was making a number of comments about Norman Mailer, who I think that among whatever his virtues were, subtlety was not among them. Uh-huh. And uh, Nora Mailer got mad. Sure. And uh, he got mad before there was the internet. He socked Gore Vidal. They were at a party together, and he he hit Gore Vidal in the face. Okay. And Gore Vidal went uh, flying backwards, maybe fell down, but then he uh, composed himself, and he said, uh, "At a loss, at a loss for words again, Norman." <laughs> this is Zinger. Zinger. Pretty good. I think it's pretty good. I think yeah. that's the true test of whether you're uh, a mouthy sob or like you know. You've, but if you have talents in that direction, yeah. Because if you've been knocked back and then you still are able to, yeah, you know, compose yourself. Congratulations to you. Is the point? There's a. Uh, I thought a rather entertaining documentary about the uh, uh, rivalry between uh, William F. Buckley and Gore Vidal. I'm not aware of it, but I'm willing to hear more. Yeah, their uh, their uh, voices 
are so off-putting. <laughs> so, so affected and Ivy League-ish. It's just, it's horrid. It's, yeah. But, uh, to Mr. Buckley's credit, there was, uh, some scene where he was being feted or something and he was seated and at the uh, head table or whatever. And, uh, you know what? I've already forgotten what he said. Never mind. Maybe it'll come back to you, Dane. I doubt it. Speaking of effect, in addition to his affected way of talking, William F. Buckley, if I remember correctly, also had an affected way of sitting. He was sort of like always like strangely half reclined. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, gesticulating arms. Well, wealthy, wealthy, slovenly. Yeah, he was born in Mexico, I believe. True or false? Wait, true or false that I believe it? True or false that it's true? <laughs> it's true that you believe it. False that it's actually true. Okay. For his first language was Spanish. True or false? Uh, I I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> I think I don't care is the correct answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think that's exactly right. You didn't care. You don't care. Now he was born in New York City. Remember, <laughs> now that the story has already been botched, uh, someone asked him why he was seated, seated, and he said, it's difficult to stand under the weight of all that I know. <laughs> that's pretty good. I thought it was pretty good, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, show, it probably does not show a correct understanding of his own futility as a human. Uh, sure. I've been ruminating on this recently. Mm-hmm. The the amount of confidence that men in particular exhibit mm-hmm. all, mostly all the time uh-huh. is is absurd. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they sure. don't know, but... It, our, our lives are so what, small. What, what made you think of this? Is there something in particular? Well, uh, so first of all, writing about baseball, one becomes acquainted with men pretty closely. <laughs> because Are you thinking of commenters? Uh, no, just commenters. But also, for example, we just had a, uh, a Fangraphs event this weekend in New York, and there are a lot of men there. And they, they are actually very well behaved. They were very sweet on the, on the whole. Okay. Um, but I will say that, uh, um, on the whole, is there an exception here? Well, Dave Cameron. Well, okay. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say that the Republican candidate for president has, has, uh, certainly caused me to reflect a bit on men and bombast. Uh-huh. Um, because he has some facility with that, that latter quality. <laughs> and, just general, yeah, I think that men are silly. I think that's, I mean, people are silly in all, all, all a number of different ways. We're silly. Yeah. But I think that self, I think confidence and just making statements, I think making just to say something, if, even to say anything is true, I actually find as I get older, I'm not that old, I'm 36, but as I get older, the fact that any one thing is true, I, I am becoming increasingly doubtful of that possibility. <laughs> I don't think anything is true. I don't think you can make a comment that's true. Uh, Failure is not an option. How about that? No. Right. Good answer. It's always an option. It's oh yeah. Sometimes it's, it's you can always find it. It's the easiest option. Yeah, it's always there for you. Here's the thing: you could you could dedicate yourself to a project, and work tireless hours, and apply all your you know, ingenuity and perhaps uh, collaborate with other ingenious people and and still fail. Uh-huh. Or you could have done nothing 
to begin with and failed that way. Yeah. That that yeah. latter version of it is much more appealing, right? Because that extra time you could have had bruschetta and drank wine in the sun. But is that failing? Uh, no, I suppose it's no, nothing ventured. I mean, bruschetta, yeah, whatever. Really? It's fine, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I have more problems with the sun than I do bruschetta. No, but, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I should correct myself. It's pleasant and sunny outside. What you do is, though, is you sit under a an umbrella. Yeah, it's... Then you this is where you're incorrect. The thing that I'm discussing is yeah. universally appealing to humans. No, not universally. No, no, it's universally appealing. No, it's not. It's not. Everyone. The cavemen, there are pictures of this on the cave walls. Mm-hmm. Bruschetta. Small cave paintings of bruschetta. I'll bury you in an old fridge. You keep talking. So, uh, what's the, uh, is your wife pregnant yet? Mm-mm. What? No, not that she's telling me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, looking like rain here today. <laughs> what does that mean? It's looking like rain here today. Why are you laughing? Because eventually, our uh, the weather. No, our way of doing this podcast is going to hit a wall. I uh, want to ask you a question. Yeah, because uh, I and it may be this episode because this has been terrible so far. The um. In attendance at the event, we had an event. Um, oh, is this the one in New York or whatever? Yeah, it was in New York, and, but we we had it on uh, Staten Island at a Staten Island Yankees game, and Ben Lindbergh was there. Who? Oh, ben, yeah, yeah, Ben yeah. Lindbergh. Yeah. Uh, who is? Nice fellow. Nice fellow. Yeah, right. Who was Sam Miller wrote the only the only rule is that it has to work. Mm-hmm. Which book he was hawking um, at rule. a picnic situation after after a VIP panel on which the both of us participated. Hashtag picnic situation. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I've been reading I've, I've been reading this book maybe the first yeah. 60 pages or so. Sure. I was wondering um, well first of all then you should write a book. No. Anyway okay. uh, do you ever begrudge anyone their success? I don't. You don't? No I really don't. Occasionally, um, I'll catch myself being like, how is that? But then I'll think, ah, you know what? No accounting for tastes. Oh, I, I see what, I see what I, you're saying, yeah. 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 Well, this, this book is actually good, though. That's what I would like to say. I think whatever praise it's received I, I, is justified. I doubt that it's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you wrote a couple books, Dan. I did. Yeah. 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 Where are, uh, what would you say the general, Reception of the book. I thought this was going to a to some sort of point. No, I was just asking if you begrudge ben, anyone their success. Apparently, you don't. I thought you were going to have a Ben Lindbergh story. No. Do you begrudge anyone anything? Uh, I'm sure if I thought about it, I could come up with something. Do you have a uh, Do you have like a mortal enemy? Do you feel like Do you have a, a um, Do you have a rival? Did you ever have a rival? Did I ever have a rival? Mm-hmm. No, not in particular. No? No. I had a friend in high school named David Medigliani. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> David Medigliani was uh, taller than I was, uh-huh. more attractive than I was. This isn't a rivalry. This is just envy. That doesn't count. 
Well, if for, from my point of view, it seemed... Was he aware that he was your rival? <laughs> no, we were. Uh, he thought he was, we were friends. He was like he was friendlier than I was. Okay. Less spiteful than I was. It's, it's just, just smoldering envy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more intelligent than I was. Went to a better school than I did. Yeah, I guess envy is just what it is. What we're down to here. But it was like, do you know the, how the movie Twins is sort of based on the premise that these two guys were born at the same time, but essentially one of them received all of the benefits of genetic engineering. And the other was essentially like a human placenta. I've never seen the movie, but I could have guessed that from the posters. Right. So they're twins, and then Danny DeVito just like came out after. Yeah. Right. Like a little monster. Ah, uh, yeah, I know, yeah. That's how I felt while I was walking around. I felt like God was like, all right, here's one. And then uh, we got like a little bit of material left over. So we'll put it, we'll put it in the same mold. But it's not. It's just going to be like seventy-five percent of this first one we made. So this is this is not a rivalry. I guess it's not a rivalry. No, it's not. But the right. So what are the? What do you think are like the foundational? Like the foundational? Like the defining qualities of uh, of a rivalry? I would say there has to be mutual contempt or something like it, mm -hmm. and some sort of. Battleground where this can play off, play out. Okay. Be you know, whether it be sports or science fair, whatever. Yeah. Schoolyard. You know, it's more. I think that it has to be more. It's not just a matter of you know. That's sort of a culmination type thing where you get in a fight with a dude. The, there has to be something prior to that. No, there was never any. You're right. The, so what is it? It's not a rivalry we were experiencing just... You're just jealous of the dude. Yeah. He didn't know. Right. So that's not a rivalry at all. So, right. and I should... Did I reiterate that... That's just you... That's just you looking on and mounting contempt toward a better person. But... But better in... In a lot of the same... See, we had similarities... But yeah. they were just amplified in him. He was the he was the platonic ideal, Sestouli. Better ball player, better writer. I think we knew that. Yeah. Went to even without my knowing because you know we lost a little bit of touch. He um, went to a better MFA program. Did he go to a lesser Ivy or a real one? He went to the realist. Yeah. Brown. No. No. I was talking to a young woman recently who um, decided to go to Haverford instead of Brown. Uh -huh. And she wrote a letter or like an email to the Brown admissions office. Uh -huh. And this is – I don't know if this is a Freudian slip, but it is an error which reveals simultaneously all of their elitism and anxiety. Uh -huh. She said I, she said I would be going to Haverford instead. They wrote her back and said, we, we wish you luck at, at Harvard. <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you be going to Haverford instead? Surely you would not. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what Haverford is. What is it? Oh, it's a nice uh, liberal arts college in the Philadelphia area. Oh, Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice little school out there. Sure, sure. There's thousands yeah. of those things. There are reasons people would want to go there instead of Brown. 
Eh, why not? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. look forward to directing my son to the cheapest school imaginable. What do you? What are your options? Uh, well, he's eight, so <laughs> hard hard to pin those down right now. <laughs> well, I mean, are you talking just like University of Chicago, Illinois? That'd be fine. I mean, hey, hey, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll pony up for Illinois Champagne. You know, I believe uh, Curtis Granderson is an alumnus of Illinois Chicago. Yes, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the ballpark is named for him. Because is it made, really? He made a sizable donation. Oh, well, that's good. Everyone, everyone wins. He seems like a solid man. He does seem like a solid man. Yeah. Uh, does Illinois pract- have a practice of reciprocity with any other states? I. Uh, I think you've mentioned this before, and I think I researched this because you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I think there are some Midwest schools that do it, but there's not an entire state-to-state relationship. Okay. Because no. I, I do believe Wisconsin and Minnesota have a recipro- reciprocal relationship, so that one a citizen of one state can go to the other state's university as an in-state with the in-state tuition. That would be nice. Would you favor this? What if after high school, your son said, Dad, what I'm going to do is take a year off. I would absolutely support that. Right. And he could work and he could go, say for some reason he said, I really want to go to UC Santa Cruz. He would go live in California for a year. He could apply to the school and then he would receive... He would uh, receive. He would be admitted. He would be. He would be considered as a California resident, which helps him. Uh, would they, of course they accept more California residents, and it also he would be paying in-state tuition. I mean, support that to do, huh? If that's what he wants to do, you wouldn't advocate for that. I'm not sure what the appeal going there would be. I'm not saying that school specifically, Dan. That was a hypothetical. Yeah, well, it's a hypothetical. (laughs) Do better. I always, always didn't like those kids who, like, claimed like they were going to a college just based on the exotic location of it. You didn't care for that? No. Like, the, you know, everybody's got the, oh, I'm going to go to the University of Hawaii or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say UC Santa Cruz actually does have a bit of an interesting uh, pedagogical history. Wow, go on. I don't care, but go on. Well, uh, I think it was it was a school. I think at some point they didn't. I could be wrong, but I think they didn't uh, necessarily offer grades. They it was uh, you know merely um, um, written assessments mm. and a bit of an experimental um, you know curriculum. Hard pass on that. Okay. Yeah. What if what if Wyatt demands it? Give me the grades. What if, I what, know he can pay for the himself if he's gonna you know, start demanding stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if it's my damn money, I'm going to have a say in it. Is he going to the most prestigious preschool in the Chicagoland area? He's eight. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that he... <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't. I just said he's eight. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how well he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that, or do you just not have any conception of childhood education? Well, both. Let's see. Eight, second grade? He just finished second grade. He just finished second grade. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Was that? I don't know. Does that make for a proud father? He won the math award. Really? Yes. 
So what is there like? There's like three or four kids in the class. There's just him. <laughs> He's homeschooled. <laughs> he, tried, he couldn't couldn't quite lock down the the writing prize. <laughs> no, I gave that to myself. <laughs> well, you are you are probably a better writer. Yeah, I am. I crush him in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's your job. It is your job to write things. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I saw that you um, that you endeavored to to uh, you proposed some uh, some possible team names to this to the same uh, Staten Island Yankees uh, upon which uh, Fangraphs and others descended this past weekend. Yes, that was a thing that I was asked to do, and I complied with the request. Wait, who asked you to do it? Wait, your editor? An actual functioning, you know. Content portals, sometimes editors ask you to do things. That is not how it works where we right. operate. Right, as, as evidenced by your choices. I think whoever your editor was in this particular case worked on sound principles, and I and I think you were just the man to execute it. I think it led to uh, good Internet content. It did. With some clicks. Yes, it did. I, I My guess is that you amused yourself at least at one point or another during the composition of that post. I probably chuckled at one point. Yeah. Yeah. The lo- the Staten Island Staten Islanders. Yeah. Why not? That was fun. Sure. Do you remember any of the other examples? I don't. Uh, Staten Island robots made of boogers. <laughs> <laughs> Were you happy about that one? I was kind of happy about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had some question as to whether it was going to pass the initial editorial vetting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now is this Matt Snyder handing out these directives or someone else? No, he's he's a co-writer with me. He's okay. Not, no. I wasn't sure who was. Uh, are you allowed to reveal? This is, uh, this is gentleman, gentleman uh, Sergio Gonzalez. Sergio Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Fine man. Fine man. He said. Um, he said to himself, "Well, I've come across some." Internet news regarding the SI Yankees. <laughs> yes. And I need to pass it along Follow. to my most competent writer to cover this this breaking this breaking news story. Yeah. Pounded on his desk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I pounded on a table and I thought of you, Dane. Yeah. I pounded on a table. Uh, Team Fangraphs visited the Manhattan offices of uh, Major League Baseball's advanced media. Major oh. League Baseball advanced media. And there we we were ushered into at one point. To be, um, we were given a tutorial about Statcast and its changes. Okay. By one of the lead, tech, uh, I don't know what his name, technician. Uh-huh. I, I hope that's lofty enough a title. He knew he knows a lot about it. They just uh, say something like uh, director of engineer something. or something. Yeah, he was an di- engineer, and uh, he told us about it. And uh, I, um, I asked, is there any questions? And uh, I asked if anyone had pounded on on the table. It was a sturdy wooden table in in an office room, and um, he moved on pretty quickly yeah. from that yeah. question. I think he was under the impression that it did not contain much substance. Yeah, well, they simply do not talk about those times that Bob Bowman pounds on the table. <laughs> also, uh, are you familiar with Mike Petriello? I am. I enjoy his work. Yeah, Mike Petriello is a great guy. Very nice. He did. <laughs> I've never met him. Never met. Him. He. He he let him he let himself he revealed his, some of his true thoughts about yours truly 
and the okay. work that yours truly produces. Okay. So there were six of us there. Okay. And uh, he was doing. He was. Uh, he had to record the Statcast podcast. And uh, so he said, "All right, I'm going to bring you all in in twos, right?" And uh, the first pair he brought in. Uh, not surprisingly, Dave Cameron, managing editor Dave Cameron, and Jeff Sullivan, who produces really more content for the site than anyone else. High quality content. Right. And, uh, he talked with them for a little bit and sort of, uh, you know, doing a bit of trivia regarding the, the leaderboards for StatCast, et cetera. Yeah. And then he said, okay, next two, let's have, uh, August Fagerstrom and Eno Saris come in. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, Eno Saris does a lot of work, um, um, you know, uh, in, in um, clubhouses, bringing the data to the players and then bringing their comments back to the data. Interesting stuff along those lines. August Fagerstrom um, is it also possesses those same sort of skills, does a lot of good work. Yep. And uh, and then uh, and Paul Swiden, whom you know, Paul no. Swiden and I were waiting out, we're waiting our turn. And then uh, when Eno and August were done, Mike said, "Okay, let's do a group photo." <laughs> We took a group photo and then he led us led us to the next activity. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I say I had a I had a double reaction. Okay. On the one on the what one was, hand. Yes. I was I was hurt. Where were you? Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm not saying this is rational. I'm sa- I'm telling you. I'm reporting. From the front lines of my emotions, Dane. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I the one hand, the one hand. My first reaction was to I bristled. Okay. That was my first reaction. I bristled. In your interior monologue, did you say? Did you say? Well, I never. <laughs> Something I told, I I told uh my I told myself to get his purse. <laughs> yeah. Get your purse. Get your purse. Yeah, and. uh yeah, I bristled. You had, did you bring along a handbag just as a I Actually, unfortunately, <laughs> too conveniently, I did have my backpack with me on the tour. Good. Good. Uh, and then the other thing I thought to myself was, uh, Carson, what work have you done in the last years to justify um, Mike Petriello, you know, having you on this podcast? Right. And the yeah. answer, the answer is none. Right. That is the answer. The answer is none. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I actually don't doubt at all, uh, because I had a number of pleasant conversations with Mike. I have no doubt that, uh, he enjoys me as a person and then as an interlocutor, Dane. I think it's fine. I think he enjoys that just fine. But I think he did not want any part of his, uh, professional, um, um, credentials. To be his professional, you know, work to be reliant on my, on my appearance in, on the program. Okay. Yeah. And so I think you know. Now let, let me ask you this. Yeah. Were you so you were told you were going to appear on the podcast? Uh, not told. I was led to believe. Okay. He said we're going to have you guys on the podcast. We'll oh. bring you in in twos. This is completely innocent. Oh, I'm not. I'm not accusing he, him of did, anything. Did he say like, okay, you and Paul will go on together? No, he didn't. He no, was, but I do think he kept it purposely vague. Yeah, I do think. It, I do think he did. Was there? A I, he never at one point said. So we're gonna have the four guys who are good at this come on. 
Yeah. And we'll leave the other two in the waiting room. Then we'll bring on the dancing bears for a few minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. You know what we did do, though, Dane, is we met Tom Tango. Okay. I don't know if that interests you at all. Tom Tango, of course, pseudonymous? 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 Maybe. Yeah. I believe pseudonymous Bosch, right, was a great Flemish painter. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Tom Tango, I mean, if you're going to go with an alias, that's outstanding. Yeah, or Tango Tiger he also had. Right. I like Tom Tango better. And the other, there was another gentleman who was Dolphin. Andy Dolphin? Andy Dolphin. Yes, Tom Tango, or Tango Tiger, Andy Dolphin, and Mitchell Lichtman. <laughs> yeah. And I still don't know what Mitchell Lichtman's real name is. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Sure. Um. It is funny, Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell is a person who's, I uh, gather, um, he is not. He doesn't really possess much of a filter, and uh, yeah, because you know he, for example, licenses, uh, 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 for example, UZR and Ultimate Base Running. He licenses those metrics to Fangraphs. Sure, sure. It's, that's stated at the bottom of uh, of you know Fangraphs.com. If you scroll to the bottom, it says that. Yep. Yep, got it. He recently, I recently read a tweet of his that he'd submitted to, for the, for the consideration by the public. And I just saw the conclusion, uh, and the conclusion read as follows, which is what makes 95% of what you see on fan graphs basically meaningless. What, where was this written? On Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He is, uh, yeah, I mean, I have no idea. He's, I have no doubt he's a very intelligent guy, but, uh, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> no. I am not saying that. I'm, uh, I'm saying that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. How, how, how do you think people describe you, Dane? No, I'm a dick. I have not freely admitted. Yeah, I'm a, I would not like myself. I barely do like myself and I am myself, you know? Yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm not here to judge, man. You're just here, here to here to observe. I'm here to, I'm here to pass judgment without judging. What percentage of the declarations you make by way of social media platform Twitter? Uh huh. What percent of that, those do you regret? I don't. I don't have a lot of Twitter regrets. No. 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 What? <clears throat> uh, is there something specific you think I should regret? No, no, no. But I want to ask you. Are you, are you suggesting I should regret the Staten Island robots made of boogers? Oh, I think this is, I think that was a great one. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> I am wondering your, cause you certainly have, cause you are a baseball writer and also man of the world. Um, you, um, do occasionally make comments though that pertain to current events, Dan? I try not to. You, you, you wrote, I think just yesterday, you wrote, I remain amazed that roadblocks slash checkpoints are legal anywhere in this country. Yes. That's, uh, that, that, um, I think reveals something about your opinions of the world. Okay. What was, what do you, what do you feel was your motivation for penning that for the benefit of? A recent visit to Mississippi. Oh, wow. Where they love their roadblocks. Wait, what are they, who are they blocking? It's like DUI checkpoints. Oh, stuff. okay, yeah. Just randomly, 
basically detaining people without any reason whatsoever. Were you subject to any of these? No, I witnessed one happening, mm-hmm. like on a uh, road that was perpendicular to the way we were going. Um, and, you know, I mean, they just, they happen frequently down there for whatever reason. And I, I'm amazed that they're legal. Just up. The we agents of the state are going to stop you for no reason, uh-huh. just to be sure. Yeah. So. And are they? Is it expressly what drug, drugs and alcohol? I mean, it's basically like oh, DUI checkpoint. Let's you know shine the flashlight in your car, see if we see anything. Yeah. Real quickly. All right, go on your way. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> off. <laughs> what I say to that? Have you ever been stopped at one? Uh, yeah. Did yeah. You get, did you get by? You got through? I was, I was, uh, I managed, I was in no way responsible when I was young, but I did somehow seem to manage to avoid drinking and driving with any kind of frequency. Yeah. I've only been stopped at one, and I think it was during a particularly busy weekend in western Massachusetts. There was some sort of event going on. Maybe it was like graduation weekend or something. It's weekends when it's like there's already traffic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just f- off. You're not happy about it. I'm not, man. I'm not. I would th- I would assume that the people of Mississippi, who appear to love freedom more than anything, would be uh, particularly put off by this sort of thing. It's a mix of. Uh, yeah, I should probably stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. That's good. I am. Uh... In the freedom and security debates, I am team freedom. You are? Team freedom. Preceded by hashtag, one assumes. Yeah, you know, I've talked about my affections for live free or die as a motto. Yeah, that's right. Although you've also shared your wrong opinions about um, flag design. Uh, those, are, those are correct opinions. Oh, uh, some, I, who was it on Twitter who blew my mind by pointing out, I think, that the Oregon flag had two different sides to it? Oh, that's right. I believe I saw that as well. Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to Oregon for that, because I didn't know this. That's like the Steelers helmet. Yeah. Is the Steelers helmet your favorite helmet? It's a good helmet. Well, what's your favorite helmet? The old Patriots helmet. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Pat the Patriot. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm just, I could really like the It's a Minuteman playing football. Yeah, man. Yeah. it's tremendous. Uh-huh. And I, I could really get into the current Patriots because everyone hates them, you mm-hmm. know. But they swapped out the greatest uniforms in the NFL for maybe the worst. And I cannot forgive them. There is the uh, the modern football design is 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 quite is not appealing. They're all they all look like like they all look like um robot animals. They're complete crap. Yeah, you know, like the Jaguars and the Panthers and mm-hmm. everything has like angular, sh- sharp angle swooshes behind it. Yeah, like it's a robot sprint. Yeah, <laughs> it's robot track and field is what I would call the uh, <laughs> the NFL uniform design motif. What if it, what if a team adopted a, a robot made of boogers? <laughs> How would you? What is a booger? Is it just what is a dead skin? 
I suggested yeah. that, uh, you know, when I talked about the robots made of boogers, mm-hmm. that uh, it's part of their, you know, uh, effort to leverage the name. They could sell and, uh, you know, the souvenir stand or whatever, uh, confectionery tins mm-hmm. of crispy boogers. Crispy boogers. Hashtag crispy boogers. There would be something else that looked like crispy boogers. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're buying. Are there other um, – do you have any other suggestions for – Maybe you're buying Greg Jeffries boogers. <laughs> Is Greg Jeffries the player you you just have like in your – in your RAM at all times. I see him. I just see him having something to do with the franchise. With Staten Island Yankees? Yeah, just, it works for me. You ever been to Staten Island, Dane? I have not, no. no. I'm not, no. not. It's not reachable by subway, is that right? It's not, no. Right. They're actually, they're, it's only... police piece about the building of the bridge, which was interesting. What? Yeah. There, there are a, there are a few bridges which get you off the island, mm-hmm. all of which I, I've been led to believe cost fifteen dollars to cross. Really, I believe the ferry, which works uh, all year, is the product of a lawsuit. This could be very wrong, what I'm saying, but it sounds plausible enough. It is the product of a lawsuit brought by some interested group of people in Staten Island against the city of New York. Saying okay. that it was essentially, well, I suppose it's either it's essentially illegal that they had created a situation in which uh, people had to pay to leave the island. Okay. And so the free ferry service was created. All right. The ferry is actually quite lovely. It's a great thing. A friend of mine uh, who lives in Brooklyn currently, uh, he brought his son to the to the game, and he said that it was. It was kind of like hitting a dad home run because the first thing you do is you take a ferry, which is a free free ferry, so it doesn't cost anything. And the ferry and kids and his son loved it, and they go to a baseball game that yeah. has free hot dogs and brownies. Well, there you go. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, sure. Maybe if you were a good father, you would do something like that. My friend had the decency to produce another child, so yeah. his son has someone to whom he can speak. Well. Yeah. My son has spiders. <laughs> Isn't that uh, – wasn't that the, the, the sort of earliest sign that Jeffrey Dahmer was maybe going down the wrong the wrong road? <laughs> well, he didn't kill the spider. Your son didn't. I think that would be – I think that would be, it would be more troublesome if he invited the spider to play, but it was an ambush setup. <laughs> like, let's come play tag, and then he smashed him with a brick or something. Yeah. That would be more troubling. How does your son do with insects generally? He likes uh, he likes animals. He does get a little concerned when like there's something flying that gets in the house somehow. But, uh, yeah. you know. And you do you typically take care of it as the paterfamilias? I do. Yes, you, my wife will not go near that kind of thing. So yeah, that falls. You to kill uh, like have you killed a bug recently? Have you killed? Have you had to kill a a hornet, a wasp? Uh. I don't think the perimeter has been breached by one of those. Okay. What are we talking about? Something less less threatening than that? And, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't document it at all. I usually catch and release. 
Try to be a good man, you know? You ever see a mud dauber before? Yeah. Dirt dauber is what we call them. <laughs> down in Mississippi? Down and down. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> you, ever stop, you ever stop a dirt dauber? A dirt Land dauber at a checkpoint? Land the checkpoints. No dirt daubers here. I gotta, I keep a jar of dirt daubers to throw in the cop's face if I ever, <laughs> if I ever get pulled over. Do you really it. call it a dirt dauber? Yes. I f***ing, that makes so much sense that Mississippians would have a different name for, <laughs> for a bug. We don't call that a dirt dauber. Or you call that a bee? We call that a, we call that a tree stinger. We call that a tiny flying truck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you call that a house fly? We call it a stick, a stick smasher. Stick, sticky, sticky. Maybe we came up with dirt dauber first and you guys changed it. Well, what are you talking about you guys? I'm, I'm merely referencing the, the, I don't know, the world's pool of knowledge. <laughs> no, you're not. You know, an encyclopedia written by the citizens of Mississippi. <laughs> Would be a, would be a real interesting thing to read. That would be. Yeah, I'll be. I'm willing to write the checkpoint entry. Dirt dauber. Dirt dauber. How about a bald faced hornet? You ever seen a bald faced hornet? Never heard of that. It's just it's a type of yellow jacket. It's it's very they're very scary. We call those butterflies. <laughs> Have you ever seen a bullet ant? No. What do you got? What, tell me about a bullet ant. Uh, it's one of the most painful stings. Oh, where do those live? Um, I think primarily South America. Okay. Do 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 you have them in Mississippi? Well, no, no, we got fire ants. Oh yeah. Wait, what do you call what do you call fire ants? We call them fire ants. Oh okay. Sometimes you'll hear people call them red ants. Yeah. yeah. All right. Bullet ant. Yeah, bullet ant. Yeah. Parapanera clavata. That's yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't I didn't recognize it at first. I'm I use it uh, I use the genus and species mostly. Distribution habitat. Nicaragua, yeah. Good reasons never to go to these places. Yeah, that is the best. That's what people say. Oh, you scared? Oh, maybe about a uh, a government that's less than stable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Regardless of how stable the government, friends, there's a you got Parapanera clavata over there. Right, yes, yeah. I have no doubt they're in Florida or will be soon. Yeah. The, yeah, I was, yeah, the Schmidt Sting Pain Index <laughs> is, uh, I think I've read this exact entry before. <laughs> yeah. Where, um, what's the closest, how far have you gotten up to the, the pain index, do you think? <laughs> Bullet ants. Wait, hold on. Uh, the index contains, Started from zero for stings that are completely ineffective against humans. Progressed through two, a familiar pain such as a common bee or wasp sting, and finished at four for the most painful stings. Oh, just four, though. Unpronounceable word, along with other wasps in the Sinoica genus, mm -hmm. bullet ants, and tarantula hawks. Oh, we've talked about tarantula yeah. hawks. Were the only species to attain this ranking. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Bullet ants. 
That doesn't look good. I'm looking up the... Uh... Paraponera clavatus stings induced immediate excruciating pain and numbness to pencil point pressure as well as trembling in the form of a totally uncontrollable urge to shake the affected part. What? <laughs> to shake it? Like physically? Like you want to shake it? You have to shake it. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Oh. I guess. Yeah. So I was trembling in the form of a totally uncontrollable urge to shake the affected part. Yes. You have to move it around for some reason to alleviate the pain. Or your body forces you to. Something like that. Hmm. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, the tarantula hawk sting, it's like you like <laughs> universal response to it is to lie there and scream <laughs> for several minutes. Let me let me let me investigate. Yeah. Hold on, I'm done firing up the internet. <laughs> Tarantula hawk sting. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. Do you have some reports from people? Some first person reports. Let's see. Or worse, is there is there video of someone being stung by a tarantula hawk? There are some vivid descriptions of people getting stung by these things, says invertebrate biologist Ben Hutchins of Texas Parks and Wildlife. And their recommendation, and this is actually in a peer-reviewed journal, <laughs> was to lie down and start screaming. Because few, if any, people could maintain verbal and physical coordination after getting stung by one of these things. You're likely to just run off and hurt yourself. So just lie down and start screaming. <laughs> Oh, lie down and start screaming. <laughs> I guess the alternative is to, like, run into a ravine or something. Wait, so you're likely to hurt yourself if you become ambulatory? <laughs> because you're so insane with pain, I guess, <laughs> that you're going <laughs> to... Anything, anything is, any alternative is better at that point. Yes. You might, you might, I guess you might run to the nearest thing that would kill you <laughs> for relief. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wait, so what's the greatest pain you felt, do you think? On Me? The, yeah. Um, I don't, I feel pain. like I've been lucky. There is like a typical pain scale. You can yeah. you can find like if you're in a hospital or whatever. Honestly, I think when like in college one time I tore ankle ligaments and that might have been the most pain I've been in. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh. The, by the way, there is another sting pain scale, the star sting pain scale, also oh. on four stars. All right. Yeah. Number one is the southern fire ant. Is in top ranked. Uh, rating, one to four. And this actually has... I was going to say, because those hurt, but not, like, super... No, no, so it's one, two, three, four. So three is the velvet ant, or the paper wasp. Number four is the tarantula hawk. And then four plus is bullet ant. So here, bullet ant sits above paper wasp. Okay. Have you ever witnessed anyone in great pain? Uh, sure. Yeah, do you remember? I'm thinking. 
I'm sure that I have. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah, we were on a uh, field trip in third grade, mm-hmm. and it was a uh, uh, it was a field trip to a power plant. <laughs> Being that, oh, you know, rural electricity, this was still a novelty to us. <laughs> uh, but it was a failed trip. No. The, the, oh, it was a field fine. trip. It was a field trip. Field trip, not a failed trip. Uh, I guess. Sorry. I, I assumed that just in Mississippi you called them failed trips. <laughs> well, you know, not entirely inaccurate. Yeah, right. Especially this one. But for whatever reason, the class wound up on the roof of the... Uh, power plant, and we were pretty much allowed to run around and play. <laughs> Kids go play in the top of the power plant. I mean, it's like there's some kind of plausible reason to be up there to show us something, but then it turned into the end of the tour, and we ended up playing up there. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine named Jeff, uh, now this wasn't third grade. This would have been like second grade, I think. Um, they had was running. <laughs> And he stepped in like a, I guess what looked like an exhaust pipe or something. <laughs> and he hit his leg against the side of it, and it in essence just filleted his shin, <laughs> just like curled up the skin off the bone. <laughs> and he flipped out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Where do you get a sense he was on the uh, the Schmidt pain scale? See, I don't know how much of it was just raw pain or if it was just freaking out because he just had, I mean, it looked like, it looked like a wood plane, like just curled up. <laughs> you know, wood kind of curls like that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, almost, it's, it's almost as though it's a bad idea to let boys run around on top of a power plant. <laughs> I assume that the layout, you know, I assume that the, the power plant is in some ways just like an office building or whatever. It was like being on the rooftop of, yeah, of a building. It wasn't like there was like sizzling transformers and stuff. <laughs> right? When you say we were playing on top of the power plant, <laughs> you do have a... You do have a sense that there's a, this is like electric bolts going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Just a theater of electricity. Just a Frankenstein scene, kind of. <laughs> right. Or I believe, uh, just like the Boston Museum of Science, they have the world's largest v- uh, Van de Graaff generator. <laughs> well, I don't even know what that is. That's like a... Uh, <clears throat> Like a Van de Graaff generator is when, um, you know, like, you, like, think of the one thing you can buy at the sharper image. It's that <laughs> little, like, lightning in a bottle sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have one that's as big as a room there. Okay. And they have some poor soul who's in a birdcage uh, <laughs> situated near it, and then the, there's lightning going back and forth between the two things. <laughs> and the scientist is like, I'm Okay. <laughs> No. <laughs> I guess no one's ever been hurt in it, but it is, uh, it's impressive, I suppose. I'll give it a shot. You are just on top of the power plant. Boys on top of the power plant. Hey, just play a little football on top of the power plant. <laughs> and, uh, oh. how many years 
After how many years did 50% of that elementary class get develop one form of cancer or the other? <laughs> I'm the last survivor. <laughs> That's why that checkpoint set up near your hometown, to make sure nobody escapes that area. <laughs> Start infecting someone else with their, with their spoiled seed. Were you part of the 1979 power plant field trip? <laughs> You're gonna need to get back within the secure zone here. Yes. They merely, they merely look like area policemen. Those are actually, those are definitely people employed by the state. Oh yeah, they were, yes. They are high functioning operatives. You don't see the hazmat suits too often at, at, <laughs> At checkpoint, DUI checkpoints. But, now, yeah. is the here's a question: the semen of a of a of a um, someone born in Mississippi is that considered hazardous material? <laughs> it produces children who want to play with spiders. <laughs> want to befriend spiders? <laughs> want to be buddies with spiders? <laughs> That's what's going on. What do you got going on there, Dane? What do you mean? It sounds like there's some sort of uh, unctuous noise in the back. I was opening a plastic bag of uh, hooks. Bag of hooks? Bag of, <laughs> bag of hooks. You hear them? You hear them? I I'll, do. I'll drop them from 15 inches. <laughs> Did I ever tell you? I have a, um, a very uh, – I have a cousin who's from Alabama. Okay. okay. Uh, she is among the more entertaining people that exist. But okay. – where whereabouts in Alabama? Ozark. Okay. Near Dothan. I know Dothan. Yeah, near Dothan. Also near Fort Rucker. Yeah, I know Fort Rucker. Yeah, my aunt was uh my aunt was the uh, principal of Fort Rucker okay. Middle School or Elementary maybe. Aunt, like bullet aunt. Say aunt. <laughs> Get back. We call all our aunts bullet ants down there. <laughs> we uh. Bullet aunt Maybell. But I remember an early. Uh, an early exchange I had with my cousin who was younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I was, we were comparing some differences between growing up in the North and the South. Okay. And I don't even know if actually I could, I thought this was going to be a difference. I maybe me- merely mentioned offhand, uh-huh. um, that if you were bad, if you were bad during the year, at the end of the year, Santa gives you a bag of coal. Uh-huh. And she said, um, oh no, that's not what happens in Alabama. Bag of switches? And I said, well, what happened? She says, if you're bad, Santa brings you a bag of hooks. <laughs> bag of hooks? Bag of hooks. Ugh. The word hooks, though, has like a real sinister quality to it with that particular accent. Sure. Bag of hooks. Hooks. Mm-hmm. That was, I was frightened to death. We're going to string them up by hooks. Yeah. yeah. Hooks. Hooks. Yeah. Anyway. Then she went to Auburn. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the appropriate age. Better than Alabama, I guess. The the family was Alabama, but then she ended up going to Auburn. Yeah. There's some, there's some, I don't, I don't care for Alabama. University of. Well, the state, but yeah, the university. The state, you know. Some people cannot avoid having been born there. You understand? My parents are from there. Right. You like your parents? I would also say that Mississippi cannot be much, represent much of an improvement over it. Oh, it's better. It is? Yep. What are you doing with those hooks, Dane? Well, you know, Sestouli, mm-hmm. this is uh, actually relevant to our uh, chosen professions. 
<laughs> yeah, I bought my son a uh, pitchback net. Okay. Oh, yeah. And this is uh, these hooks. Dropping from 15 inches again. These hooks uh, secure it to the ground. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you have a yard? We are convenient to a park. Oh, I see. So you will bring the pitchback. I'll carry the giant net down the street. <laughs> get looks. Yeah. And then uh, secure it to the ground. Now, wait. Here's a question. If yes, you're sir. already... If you're already walking with the child, yeah. why wouldn't you just play catch with the child? Uh, because, Sestouli, yeah. we do this. Mm-hmm. But it is uh, – uh, he pitches yeah. uh, for his travel team. Okay. And I also – I like to get different angles on his mechanics, which is hard to do when you're squatted down catching him. Mm-hmm. And this uh, pitch back thing. Um, well, I'll do, do that. Also gives him some fielding practice. Now, so can you pinpoint the exact moment in which you became an overbearing baseball father? Um, probably last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much noise? How many comments do you make at his games? I am. A, I am a good baseball parent, still. You are. I'm almost uniformly positive in what I say to him. Okay. Um, I don't give unsolicited advice to coaches. Okay. Um, yeah. How's the, how's the behavior generally of the other parents? Pretty good. Yeah. Good. We had a, uh, he, uh, filled in on a, on a different team last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, one that his, his gym teacher at school helps coach. Um, and the head coach of that team um, does not filter his language when talking to the players. Oh. And the sequence uh, – now, I was at the first game, and he was okay behaved, the coach I'm talking about. Yeah. But I had to come back to work, uh, so my wife was texting me updates. Uh-huh. And uh, there were several GDs in the F word uh-huh. used during a mound conference. <laughs> Such that the other team, the other team's parents expressed concerns about the way the coach was talking to his team, which was not their own team. No, there's like, you shouldn't do that with a child. And he turned and told them to mind their own fucking business. <laughs> How old is the child in question here? Would you say? Child. Huh? You mean the, the kids on the team? Yeah. I'm talking about the coach saying this, not the... Right, but to whom... I mean, how... Um... Oh, uh, this is a 9U team, so 9 and under. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah sure. I'm watching Friday Night Tykes, so I'm marveling at the... Uh... I don't know what that is. What is that? It's a reality show. Uh, the first three seasons are about Texas youth football. Yeah. And there's one where... You know, God bless this guy. I like him because he's he does cuss at his kids a lot. Yeah, he probably shouldn't do, but he doesn't like that he does it. Okay, so he's he's an embattled filth mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's tortured over. And there's one part where he's just finishes cussing at the kids. Yeah, 
And out of frustration with not like not any calculation to it whatsoever, he goes, Man, I gotta stop fucking cussing at these kids. <laughs> wow, he's a real Hamlet, isn't he? Yes. Yes, he is. Yes. Wow. And it's just it's uh you know, I I recall youth football where I was forced to run laps for having an ear infection. So <laughs> So I, these, it rings as a familiar and I, I, I'm not judgy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember some of this fondly, so yeah. Yeah. Now was your team, your team, if, correct me if I'm mistaken, was called, they were called the Dirt Daubers? <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Alright, just That's wondering. Dirt Daubers. Yeah. 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 Alright. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's stop this, Dane. Bolets. Let's stop it. We got, we did get it. I'm glad we got to the Schmidt pain scale. <laughs> yeah. I think we have our title. Yeah. Well, did, how about the Dane Perry pain scale? Uh, sure. You have to do that. What do you, what does the Dane Perry pain scale look like? I don't know, man. How's that for an answer? <laughs> Not <laughs> unsatisfying? Uh, I guess uh, physically, emotionally, I don't know. It's, it's all kinds of pain. Yeah. Yeah. The whole menu of pain. <laughs> Dane Perry's menu of pain. Menu of pain. I would say, uh, trying to think what's caused me pain recently. How's your, uh, you had to, uh, what point, what was these sort of lifts you were doing? Deadlifts? You had to quit performing deadlifts, I believe. I did. I had to stop doing deadlifts, yeah. yeah. Lumbar pain. You you continue to experience lumbar pain, or you were experiencing? It? I mean, I, I I do have some level of low back pain mm-hmm. constantly, but it's not nearly as bad as it was. Okay, because yeah. you because you stopped performing deadlifts, uh, among other things. Yeah, All right. did some targeted exercises, that sort of thing. Situation's improving, silly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. In perfect shape to just put you on the ground. I mowed my lawn yesterday. You say moan? I mowed it. Did you say, did you say I moaned my lawn? I mowed, I bemoaned, I bemoaned the state of my lawn. I bemoaned it. Now what kind of, uh, kind of lawnmower you got? I use a real mower. Okay. R-E-E-L. R-E-E-L. Yeah, uh, and then, and then, um, for the longer blades that will not succumb to the real mower's blades. Uh huh. They're both blades, I guess. All blades. Now, now, is this is this uh, is this like small engine mower, or is this one of those manual ones? Manual, that... yeah. A real mower is uh, without without no gas, no electricity. Just okay. Push mower. I had yeah. one of those, but my lawn was like the size of you know a room. Yeah. I just, you have a bigger one. Your lawn. Let's see. I remember your lawn from yeah. your previous place. Right. I don't think mine's much bigger. Okay. No, That's it's not. Surprising. It's not much bigger. And then there's a little bit of a front area, but the front area does not grow as fast, which for which I'm thankful. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's not, I like I like using that mower. It doesn't get the as I say, it doesn't get the longer blades. So I also purchased Dane a grass whip. A grass whip? Yeah, a grass whip. What is that? Is uh, this a term for a weed whacker? No, it's uh. Well, I said I wa- I wondered aloud. I said. <laughs> So in part, I've, I got the real mower so I didn't have to use gasoline and 
f around with all that or plug anything in. I like the, the, the fact that it's independent, that the ways it can break are relatively few. Right. And will mostly be in ways I understand. Right. So I said, what is the weed whacker equivalent? And after some research, I discovered the grass whip. Okay. It essentially looks like a golf club. Okay. Uh, but it has serrated edges on either side, and you swing it back and forth. Okay. I, I could get into that. Yeah, well, what's interesting about it is I was looking like for the... What's that? Like a scythe? Yeah, like a double-edged scythe, kind of. Okay. Um, and what's interesting is if you look up videos to to understand how to properly use the grass whip, you find maybe one or two videos uh, that actually demonstrate the grass whip, and then you find hundreds of videos of golf pros using the grass whip as an instructional tool for golfing. <laughs> so it was actually really hard. I really had to wade through YouTube. Okay. It's just hundreds of golf videos. Okay, grass whip. I like it. Do you see a picture of it? I do. I'm looking. Yeah, Yeah. so I got a grass whip. It could, it could be some uh, home defense as well. It could be, yeah. Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've, on more than one occasion, I've almost taken out my dog with it. Because you <laughs> get some, had, not what I had in mind, so silly. You, you get some real velocity on the downswing, and uh, she's come within a hair's breadth of of being whipped herself. So I'm, I looked up uh, the grass whip on Google Images. Yeah. And as it does, it makes recommendations for related sets of images. Okay. We have manual weed cutter. Uh huh. Scythe, as mentioned. Yeah. Weed cutter. Yeah. And the uh, Oscar-nominated film Sling Blade. Oh, yes. I believe a sling blade. Some people call it a Kaiser blade. I call it a sling blade. Right. Yeah. Uh, is, yeah. But you see what I'm talking about, though. You see the... I do, yes. You see the grass whip. I uh, I had a battery-powered uh, weed cutter. Okay. Which was uh, very useful because I found the, uh, you know, that rotor blade mower to be... Somewhat unreliable. Okay, and what, so what made the battery power? What made it more reliable for some reason? Because it was battery powered. No, I'm saying the mower did not really do its job, so I needed a oh. bind. I see what you're saying. And like weed cutters, I don't like plugging things in and dragging cords around. So mm-hmm. uh, the battery powered weed cutter was uh, quite a find. Yes. Ba- battery powered weed eater would that be another name? Do you think? Sure. Weed okay. whacker, weed eater, weed, weed cutter. Yeah. Works, I believe, was the brand. W R X, W O R X. Oh, yeah, I see that. Run you about a hundred dollars, maybe. Something like that, son. Eighty hundred dollars. You, you didn't invest in the Dewalt, I see. I did not invest in the Dewalt. Would you call it a cordless string trimmer? No. You wouldn't. Not, maybe. Hmm. It's not not the terminology I would go for. Okay. But you can call it what you want. There are actually some good uh, good deals on string trimmers out there these days. Yeah. Yeah, that would be some benefit. I, well, I don't I don't need what I got my time to end this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can find your rebate. People don't say rebate enough anymore. <laughs> yeah. I want I want your, your I charge you with doing this. Yeah. I want you to start saying rebate instead of coupon. No, I don't want to. They're different. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want you to start saying rebate. Well, I got a fifteen dollar yeah. rebate. One day I want you to say to Cal, "Do you see where I put those CVS rebates?" 
Why don't you conduct this experiment in your own terrible household? <laughs> I had a stack of CVS rebates somewhere. You know where I put them? Goddamn dirt daubers. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get a rebate on this bag of dirt daubers. <laughs> Dane ah. Perry's menu of pain. Okay, hey. All right, still stick it. around for one moment, but in the meantime, thank you, Dane Perry. Mm-hmm. It's been thank Dane you. Perry, contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. Nah, you could just say CBSSports.com now. I'm Carson Sestouli. This has been That's CBSSports.com. It's been Fangraphs Audio.